What's up, what's up, what's up, bitches? How's it hanging? Welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast, where we talk all about being that bitch. You know, that's basically self-explanatory at this point, right? If you're new here, hi, welcome. How you doing? Glad to have you here. My name is Allie. I am the registered HBIC, head bitch in charge over here at Be That Bitch. And I am so excited to have you here This is going to be such a good episode if you are a first newbie, and if you're not, it's still going to be such a great episode, and you're going to actually understand where I'm coming from with this episode, because this is an episode on resilience. So after my marathon, and if you guys are unfamiliar, I am a runner. Um, My husband says runners are like CrossFitters, like they want everybody to fucking know that they're a runner, just like CrossFitters want everybody to know they do CrossFit. I am neither confirming nor denying that, but I am a runner. Um, and so I had ran a marathon in February. And so after my marathon, I made the decision. I was like, all right, I really want to focus on speed and shorter distance. And so I really put all of my energy and focusing on the 10K, which if you are not a runner, do not do not tune me out on this episode. Do not leave because I. I promise you, even if you're not a runner, there are going to be so many fucking lessons for you to get out of this. So if you tune me out and you leave right now, we're no longer friends. Just putting that out there. Just kidding. Uh, But not really. So anyways, if you're not a runner, uh, 10K is 6.2 miles. So I like to say it's like the best mid distance, right? A 5K is, you know, super, not super easy, but like something somebody can just like decide on a whim that they want to do and like go out and walk it or whatever the case may be. I feel like the 10K is the first distance that you really do have to, like everybody really has to do, do some sort of training before they go out and run that distance. Whether you're a beginner runner or an advanced runner, everybody needs to do some sort of training because you can't just wake up one day and say, I've never ran before, but I'm going to go run a 10K. So like I really wanted to put my energy into the 10K. Also, I am always the tortoise, never the hare. And I feel like the 5K, which if you're unfamiliar with running lingo, the 5K is 3.11 miles right? I feel like the 5k is for the hairs of the community, like the, the hairs, the ones that like can go out swinging and run really hard for really short distances. And then they're like zonked out. I am more uh, slow and steady wins the race. I am always the tortoise. So that is why I thrive in like the half marathon. That's like my favorite distance. But I wanted to focus on speed. And I promise I'm going to get to a point with this. I just wanted to kind of like let you know what my focus was after my marathon in March. So I started training for speed and the 10K because I knew I wanted to do a 10K PR. So my PR, which if you're unfamiliar with the lingo, PR is personal record. So my 10K personal record was one hour and four minutes. And I got that in November during like a turkey trot. And so I really wanted to go out and proved to myself like, Allie, you have gained a lot of fitness. Allie, you have really worked your hardest. You know, it's been six months. Like we're going to go and really just fucking blow that shit out of the water. So I thought. And so I put a date. I decided, all right, I'm running the Cheerios 10K. That was my first 10K post, you know, marathon. And I went to work. I never missed a run. 
I never cut one short because I am somebody who prides myself on giving it 110%. Like if I say I'm going to do something and I'm not saying this was me always because there was a very long time that I spent saying I was going to do something and I just fucking didn't do it or I half-assed it and never whole-assed it or, you know, I went out and did it for a couple days and then I was not motivated so I stopped. There were so many years that I spent doing that. But after I did 75 hard for the first time, I was somebody I was like, if I say I'm gonna do something, like I am not gonna half-ass it, I'm gonna whole-ass. It's either whole-ass or no-ass up in this bitch. Like that's all we're gonna fucking do. And so I decided I was gonna whole-ass my training. I was gonna go out and I was gonna give it my all. And so I went out there on the Cheerios 10K, excited, nervous. It was it was four and a half, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So it was exactly six months post my first, my PR 10K, right? Um, and I'm just trying to paint the picture and kind of really walk you through all this. And it might be choppy. I have notes here, but you know me. I don't really fucking follow that shit. I just speak. Um, so anyways, it was six months exactly post my first 10K. And so if you're me, right, I just want you to kind of like put this in. You're expecting, especially you have a marathon training under your belt. You have 10K now training under your belt. Like you go out expecting to do pretty damn well. Like I went out with the full intentions of like, I'm going to blow this shit out of the water. Like I am going to make it my bitch. And that I did not. (laughs) It made me its bitch. And I went out and I ran a one hour and 11 minutes. And so I went out and ran seven minutes slower than what my PR is. And in that moment, I felt so fucking defeated. I felt so defeated. I felt so exhausted. I felt so just frustrated. And I'm not going to lie, like at that point, I was like, what's the fucking point? Like, what is the point? And I always feel like so many of us have these moments when we set a goal, right? We set a goal and we work endlessly to achieve this goal, right? So maybe your goal is I want to, you know, like finish. I don't know. I'm trying to think of things other than weight loss because, you know, I don't do weight loss, but all my goals usually revolve around running. Um, okay. Your goal is I want to fit in a size 10 in six months, or your goal is something like that. I don't know. Just insert your fucking goal. Right. And you work endlessly. You show up even when you're not motivated, you show up when you're exhausted, you show up when you don't feel like it, you show up when it's inconvenient, you show up every single day because you know that at the finish line, you are going to achieve this goal. Like you have a set day, you're going to achieve this and you go out and you give it your all. Like I truly felt like I left every single thing out on that track that first time I went after this 10K goal. And you come up seven minutes short (laughs) or you come up pretty damn short. Like, and if you don't realize seven minutes, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but y'all in six miles in a 10K, seven minutes is a lot. Like seven minutes is a lot. And that's basically more than one minute slower each mile. So I just hope you guys can see truly how like a lot that is. Um, 
And so in that moment, you get to make the decision. You're going to make the decision whether you're going to sit in this wallowing and pity. Are you going to sit in this exhaustion? Are you going to sit in this negative headspace that I am a failure? I'm never going to do this. It's not meant to be. That must have been a one and done. Like, are you going to sit and stew in all of this negativity? Or are you going to be resilient and decide, you know what? I am not going to let this define me. I'm going to keep pushing forward. The best thing I ever did for myself and for my journey is one, I decided I was going to give myself a 24 hour rule. And the 24 hour rule is simple. You allow yourself 24 hours to sit in those feelings. So like by Monday, I'm force myself out of those feelings, right? So like usually races are Saturday and then, you know, Saturday afternoon you're done. And so I always allow myself, I'm like, I'll allow myself to sit in those feelings until Monday, right? I'll allow myself to feel the feelings. I'm not going to negate the fact that this fucking sucks, right? You spend months and months and months training for this one day and for you to completely bomb it like that, like it fucking sucks. We're not discounting that. We're going to, we're going to own it. We're going to own that it did not go like we wanted it to. And we're going to throw ourselves the pity party we want but after that 24 hours we're pulling ourselves up from our shoestrings right our tennis shoestrings and we're gonna hit and do something and get moving to help us get closer to that goal and that's exactly what I did I went out and actually after that first failed 10k when I was so defeated oh my god I cried so much and I kind of want to cry right now thinking about Okay, I'm not even an emotional person, but I kind of want to cry right now thinking about it because I can so vividly remember how defeated I was. Like, is there a time in your journey, y'all, that you remember just so vividly being so fucking defeated? Maybe it was when you missed a weight loss goal or when you, you know, missed a a lifting goal if you're a CrossFitter or you missed a workout when you promised you said you were going to do it or whatever the case may be, right? You missed a really big goal you set for yourself and you worked really hard to achieve. And it really sucks. And in those moments, you can really feel like you're not made for this. And those negative voices are so fucking loud. And so after I missed this, this first goal, I actually create, that's when I decided to start um, hashtag Sunday run day. And if you follow me on Instagram at Allie Griffith, you know, me and all my clients, we, we vow like every single Sunday, we are going to do Sunday run day, whether it be a half a mile, a mile, uh, walk run intervals. Like we are going to do Sunday run day because that gives us the power to start our week off the strongest or end our week off the strongest, whichever way you like to look at it. Because I say Sunday is the only day of the week that has dual purpose, right? Dual purpose, depending on what you look at it. I look at it as the best ending to the best beginning, if that makes sense. Like Sunday is the could be your best ending to the best beginning of a new week because it can either end your week or begin your week, but it depending on who you're thinking of. So anyways, I created Sunday Run Day because I was like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go on a run because that's the only thing that I'm going to be able to do to negate all that negativity. And so I did that and I went and I signed up for another 10K. <laughs> um, and this one was a super mom 10K. And so I went out I did another block of training um, and I really was like, I'm not going to shortcut any of this. Like, I'm not going to use my treadmill. I'm going to go out. I'm not going to avoid the hills. Like, I literally was like, I'm going to go out and do every single thing humanly possible to try to make this one become like different than what it is. Do you guys know how fucking hard it is to pull yourself up and go into another training block after a disaster of a race? It's just like trying to pull yourself up and go back after your goal after having a two week 
venture or going up and trying to restart your fitness program after not doing it for a year. Like it fucking it's hard and it's exhausting. And every single second you're wondering, like, is this all for naught? Like, am I even going to actually achieve it this time? And so I went out after that training block um, and I went and I ran it and I ended up doing that one at 106. So that means I missed my personal record goal by two minutes that time. (laughs) I don't know which one I took harder, y'all. The one that I missed by seven minutes or the one that I missed by two minutes. And in that moment, nobody could tell me anything. Like there was no logical thinking in that moment. It was all emotional. I cried again because when when you work really hard, you cry. And I will tell you guys... I am not somebody like you asked my running coach. I am like your ideal client because I want my clients to do everything I tell them to do. And trust me, I did that same thing with my coach Um, and I trust him and I do everything he tells me to do because like I'm like I want to be the client that I would like for me to have. Did that make sense? I don't fucking know if that made sense. Um, But I want to be the ideal client like I would like to have. So I literally went out and I did everything my coach told me, y'all. When he told me to run three minutes slower than my like pace, my normal pace, I did it. When he told me to try to keep my heart rate at 155, I did it. And I'm telling you all of these things to like, let you know that even the most successful people have these failures. Even the most successful people have doubts. Like I remember after I missed this goal, I called him and I told him, I was like, I'm fucking done. Like I am never running again. I'm so over this. I'm so exhausted. Like I'm never going to get out of this plateau. I am literally fucking running the exact same paces I was a year ago. Like this is not how this shit's supposed to work. Like people go out like, and I know I tell everybody, like, I think the last episode was literally don't compare yourself. I don't know. I know we did a comparison episode, but it's really hard when you're going out and you're like, there's so many of them that literally I'm going to go run a 10K. They train for like a week and they run a sub hour 10K. And then I'm over here busting my fucking ass, busting my ass, blood, sweat and tears to, to barely, you know, fucking run a one hour, seven minute 10K. Like what what and you're saying you ran three runs to prepare for this and you went and busted out a 58 minute 10k fuck you (laughs) respectfully fuck you I love you I'm proud of you but gosh in that moment you feel just like why does God hate me like why am I why am I the least favorite and I feel I feel like some of us have those moments right when you see that person losing weight faster, you see that person getting fitter faster or gaining muscle faster or whatever you want to achieve, you see them doing faster. You have those moments of why am I not the favorite? Like, why can't I do that? And I want you to remember this. And this is something that I had to tell myself that those that have to work harder for it, appreciate it more. I know people are going to give me shit for that, but I truly believe that if you have to work fucking hard at something and you have to really just dig deep and find that inner grit, then you are going to appreciate it that much more when it comes to fruition. Yes, it might take longer, right? But you have to remember we're all on these different journeys to the same destination. Like say your destination is Florida and there could be, you're going with six friends, right? And you're all going to Destin, Florida. Well, 
Somebody's drive might be two hours because they live closer, right? Somebody's drive might be six hours. Somebody's drive might be five hours, right? They're all going in these different directions because they all have different starting points, but you're all ending up at that same destination. So don't negate the fact that you will eventually get there just because everybody else seems to be getting there faster. They might just be starting earlier. And this is something I've had to tell myself time and time again, because I, I always joke around, like I am the back of the pack leader. Like I like to hold down the back of the pack, me and the grandpas in the back. Like we, we home dog skillet biscuiting it. Like we just, we roll dog, like they're my people. And so I just have to like remind myself that, you know what? I'm miles away from where I was, but anyways, I'm getting sidetracked per usual. So that time I, Ended up failing again, second time. And in that moment, I feel like there's so many people that would have just given up. And there was a moment when I even thought about giving up and just like, I'm not going to focus on this distance anymore. Like this distance can fuck all the way off. Like this is just not for me. Like I'm not going to ever be able to do this. I feel like that was as best as it got. And I was making very emotional decisions in that point. And so whenever I'm making very emotional decisions, I like to do something where I call it a fact list. And I like to take myself out of my emotional brain and like to bring myself into my logical brain. And so what does that mean, right? So if you're thinking with your emotional brain, that means you're thinking of all these things that are feelings, not facts. Meaning this feels really hard. This feels like I'm never gonna make it. This feels like it's impossible. This feels like it's worthless. Like it feels like I'm just should quit. Like all of these things that are not actual facts they're just feelings and so I like to negate those with actual facts and so I went out and I made me a list and I feel like I probably talked about this on a podcast before but you guys know I don't fucking remember I went out and made me a list of all of the reasons like all of the facts of that day and so like my fact was it was 75 degrees that morning. My fact was it was 90% humidity. My fact was that there was more elevation, right? Like those were the facts versus the PR was 40 degrees and, you know, no humidity and no hills. Like there was just, it was two totally different things. And so in that moment I had to ask myself, like, why are you feeling so bent out of shape that you're never going to make it when the conditions were not conducive to your PR, right? So those are the things that really helped get me through that. And then I said, fuck you, 10K. I'm going to go after a 5K because I just cannot do you anymore. Me and you were just not made to be. And I gave up. I'm not going to lie. I gave up on the 10K. I decided we're going to take a break. You know, sometimes if you're in a really toxic relationship or there, you know, y'all are have very toxic behaviors and you can take a break, you go work on yourself. They go work on their self. You go and just try to better yourself and better something else. And then maybe you guys can come back later on and reconcile. That's kind of like how I was with my 10K. I was like, this is a very toxic relationship right now. And if we continue down this path, it's going to end in somebody's destruction. And it's probably going to be mine. So we're going to, we're going to script the breaks. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people who talk about resilience don't talk about is sometimes you have to take a step backward to make a leap forward. 
And so that's what I did. I was taking a step backwards. I was like, all right, Allie, we are going to focus on the 5K. I'm going to go do something I never completed. Um, and that is our 30-day breakaway. So if you guys don't know my running journey, I actually always believed I could never be a runner. And I was like, fuck you, fuck running. It's not for me. I'm too thick of a bitch for this shit. Um, and I literally just like was over it. Like I'm not, I was not going to run. Um, and we had a program that came out through body, which is the company I partner with called 30 day breakaway. And I was like, I'm going to give running one ditch effort. This was back in 2020. I bought the new running shoes, spent $160 on them, bought the program, created a whole group, had my clients in on this. I quit that six days in. Um, I did two and a half workouts. Yes, a half, meaning I ran to my sign and I said, this is fucking bullshit. Ended my watch, walked back to my house and never did it again. So if you guys think I am some like special person that never gave up on herself, you, you are mistaking because I used to be the queen of giving up on myself. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I need to go and practice what I preach and do resilience. And I went back and did that program and set forth for a 5k PR. Um, and I actually got to run it with a few of my clients. It was such a good experience. And I ended up finishing that 5k in 31 minutes. So I ended up getting a PR of like four minutes in that 5k. And I feel like that just kind of gave me the oomph and the belief that, you know what, like if you can do this here, like what makes you think you cannot do this 10k? And so there was a 10k after that about three weeks. And my sister was running the 5K. It was her very first ever time running. Um, she was like, I'm going to go run a 5K. I've never ran before. She trained for it. So I was like, I'm going to go support you, but I'm going to run the 10K. And this was the first time one of my clients did. And so like, anyways, a bunch of us got together for this 10K. And this was this past weekend. And when I tell you over this training block, like I was so fucking anxious. I was so anxious. I was so nervous. I was so just, I was over it. Like I, I was like, I don't really know how this is going to work out. Like I went in with the full intentions of no PR. Like I was like, this is going to be just have fun and support my girls because it's it's basically July in Georgia on a hilly course at eight o'clock in the morning. Like it's going to be hot as balls and humid. And it was, it was 75 degrees at the start line. It was 80% humidity. Like it was hot as balls. And so I decided like, all right, Allie, you know what? We're just going to go out and have fun and we're going to do our best. We're not going to coast it, but we are going to do our best and we're not going to put ourselves like this pressure on ourselves to PR. And so I was like, all right, that's a game plan. And then I asked myself this, what is one thing I can do differently that might get me out of my head? So something you guys might not know about me is I get in my head and sabotage myself very easily during runs, um, especially any kind of run that's over like five miles. I start getting in my head and I start stressing about my heart rate. I start stressing about how long I have. I start stressing about my pace. I start like count, trying to count down how long I have. It's just, I get really into my head and I ask myself, what is some way that I can do that's going to not have me focusing on, you know, like how far I have or thinking about whole mile? Like, how can I break this down? And so on your Garmin watch, you can actually like break down and create a workout. And so I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to go out and treat this race like a track workout, like a like a regular weekly workout. And so I went in and I created seven like um, seven reps of a thousand meter like run. And so that's what I did, which turns out to be 0.62 miles with a quarter of a mile recovery. And I know I'm getting really running technical, but I promise towards the end of this, it's going to get way off of running. So just like hold with me. Um, and if you're my runners out here, this might be helpful to you because this is just something that I did that really helped me get out of my head and not think about like trying to go really hard for a whole mile. So what I had was I created it to where for those 0.62 miles, right? I went hard. Like I did a 7.50 to a 10 minute pace. And then I had a quarter of a mile recovery where I went, I think it was like 11 something, 11.20. I don't fucking remember how much it was, but I had a quarter of a mile recovery in there. And so during the run, I literally was in my head saying, you know what, Allie, you only have, you only have 0.3 more miles and then you get to go easy. You get to recover. Like you only have a quarter of a mile. You get to go easy. You get to go recover. And it was really freaking easy for me. It made it really easy for me to push super hard during those hard times because I knew like at the end of this, I was going to be able to recover. And that's something that I've never done during a race. I've always go into a race with like going as hard as I can the entire time. So like I would set a goal of a 10, 20 pace for all six miles. I wouldn't give myself any reprieve. So I literally would be so fucking in my head. But when I did it this way, it allowed me not to get in my head. So like, how can you translate this to maybe your fitness journey if you're not a runner? So like saying, you know what? I am going to go like balls to the wall with my nutrition Monday through Friday, right? Or six days a week. And on one of those days, I'm going to allow myself to just relax. Like if I don't get all my water in, it's not that big of a deal. If I have a couple more treats, it's not that big of a deal. Like you're just going for perfection, not like perfection. You're going for a percentage, not perfection. Whoa, we're not going for perfection. You're going for a higher percentage of better than like worse, right? And so Maybe you're like trying to really focus on your nutrition. So you're just focusing on you want 80% of your week to be really heavily focused on your nutrition where you're going as hard as you can. And then 20% of the week where it doesn't have to be all on one day. It can be a little bit here, a little bit there that you're allowing yourself a little more flexibility. You're going a little easier. So that way you don't get burnt out when you, on those harder days. Does that make sense? I hope that made sense because I just came up with it right now. But anyway, so that's how I went out and did my run. I created it like a workout. I went out and I was like, this way I can't see like on my watch how much further I have left of the 6.2 miles. I can't see on my watch like what my average pace is per mile. So I can't get in my head. And then I realized like, you know what, Allie, as long as you make most of these intervals it was seven intervals you're going to do it like you're going to do it and so it made it really freaking easy for me to just get out of the distance and just focus on what I was doing at that moment and so if you've never done that and you're really struggling with race anxiety and getting in your head I highly highly recommend doing it that way um so anyways I ended up finishing my third attempt and my race ended at 102 and so that means I PR'd two minutes and that is a lot especially at a race like that like for a six mile race that's a lot like two minutes is a lot and can I tell you guys I cried like a little baby I did I was so just excited I felt like 
it finally paid off. I felt like this is proof that I'm finally breaking through this plateau. And you know, in those moments, you just think like, what would have happened if I quit? Right? Like what would have happened if I quit after the first time? or the second time, right? What would have happened if I allowed those failures to define me? What would have happened if I believed it wasn't possible, right? Like how many of you guys have let the belief that you don't even think it's possible stop you from even fucking trying? Like what if I would have, after failing by seven minutes the first time, said this isn't gonna be possible. That, well, that one race must have just been a fluke. Like why am I even trying this? What, what would I have done if I just didn't believe it was possible? What would have happened if I said the conditions just weren't going to be it? Like I already just counted that race day out because the conditions were not, were not ideal for a PR. When I tell you it was not ideal, just, it was 75 degrees at the start line. No cloud in sight. Like the UV index was fierce. There was over 650 elevation gain feet of elevation gain now if you're not a runner let me just let you know that's fucking hilly 650 feet of elevation gain when my pr was only 100 feet of elevation gain it was 80 percent humidity every single thing was stacked against me on this day so what if i would have just thought you know what this is not gonna happen it's not meant to be like let me just go out and coast it let me just go out and just like have fun and not try what would have happened, right? So it's kind of like you in your fitness journey, right? What would happen if you like, you know what? It's just summer. It's just hard right now. You know, there's a lot of events going on. I'm just going to coast this summer. Like you could have your most like life altering summer for your fitness journey, but you won't allow it because it's summer because you want cocktails. So you're just going to coast because it's not an ideal time right? You would be holding yourself back by association. What would have happened if I let my failures hold me back instead of propel me forward? Allowed every single one of those things that reasons of why I failed and every time I tried and I gave it my all and I failed, what would if I what would have happened if I just allowed myself to like allow that to hold me back instead of propel me forward? See, that's something a lot of people fucking do. They see this failure as proof that it's not supposed to happen, right? Proof that this is not meant for them. Proof that they're never going to see this success that they so desperately want. Proof that this is just not in the cards for them. So many people see it as that instead of proof that you just haven't found the way to do it. You just haven't found the perfect time to achieve it, right? Because y'all, the only reasons why we have not achieved our goals yet is one of two reasons. Either we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing or we have not been doing it long enough to achieve that. For me, I hadn't been going at it hard enough, long enough to finally achieve it. And so at my third attempt, after two times failing, I finally achieved it. I didn't change what I was doing. I just stayed the course, trusted the process and knew that it was just a matter of fucking time before that damn broke and results were going to come. But what if, what if I would have just allowed that failure to define me, to define my journey? I wouldn't have had finally achieved that goal. How can you translate to that your, to your fitness journey right now? 
Maybe you just missed a weight loss goal. Maybe you just missed a PR goal in fitness, right? Maybe you just missed um, an inches goal. I don't know what fucking goal you set, right? Maybe you just missed it. Well, I can tell you one way that you're guaranteed not to achieve it is by giving up. Is by quitting. Is by saying, "Mm, this clearly means it's not for me. But what if you just stayed the course in spite of the failure? What if you just trusted the process and knew that eventually you will achieve this? Right? Because I wouldn't know this feeling right here. The feeling of finally seeing success because you stayed the course. The feeling of finally achieving your goal in spite of all the factors against you. The feeling of knowing you worked your ass off to be right here, right now. The feeling of knowing when many would quit, you decided to buck up and show up instead of fold like a fucking deck of cards. Right, because in those moments, we get to decide, are we going to be the house of cards that are easily pushed over and to fold? Or are we going to be that house that's built with fucking steel? You've got to have that unwavering faith in yourself that this is going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. And that is what I had. Now, I don't want to make this sound all fucking roses, rainbows, and unicorn shit. Like, it's not. I had moments of doubt. I had moments of insecurity. I had moments of tears. I had moments of feeling defeated. I had moments of feeling like a failure. I had moments of feeling frustrated with my progress. I had moments that I literally yelled at my coach and had to call back and apologize because I felt like he was sabotaging me. So don't think that just because somebody has unwavering faith in themselves That they don't have those moments where they feel like it's just all for naught. But those people that see success do it in spite of that. They do it in spite of feeling like it's never going to happen. Because they know that those feelings in that moment are temporary. And that feeling of success will be legendary. Right? It'll be forever. And so do you want to give up this big audacious goal that you've worked your fucking ass off and put months and months behind because of a fleeting feeling? Or do you want to hold strong to your belief and go for legendary? Right? You get to decide what you want to do in those moments. Most people give up. Most people allow everybody around them and all the voices around them to allow them not to go after that. So do you want to be most people? Because I don't ever want to be most people. Because most people don't achieve their goals. Most people quit on themselves. Most people will never go after those big things. Most people are those on again, off agains. So do you want to have a journey like most people or do you want to have a journey like the exception? That's what we get to decide. Failure is not the opposite of success, y'all. It's part of the path to success. So let this show you that if you do hold strong in your faith and you are resilient and no matter how many times you get knocked down, you make sure you get up one more time, you will get to that success. Those failures are just little hurdles on the path to that success. Every single successful person you know 
have had failures, even if they don't showcase them, right? I like to showcase mine so you guys know I'm not an exception. I'm just somebody who keeps persevering in spite of all her failures, right? But most people don't showcase them. But just know just because they don't showcase them doesn't mean that they don't exist, doesn't mean that there's not goals that they never achieved. Doesn't mean that there are not times that they've doubted themselves too. So make sure that you do not give up because of failure. Because you feel like that's proof that it doesn't, it's not going to happen. That you're never going to see success. And just remind yourself that this is part of the success path. This means that I am getting closer to success because the more times you fail means the more times you try means the more attempts, more information you have under your belt means the more success you have. Because every time we don't make our goal, we learn from that. Did you guys see how I kind of did that? The first attempt, I went out and I bombed it, right? So I learned by the second time, I was Allie, We've got to go out slower. We've got to really pace ourselves, And that's why I made it a little better the second time. The third time I finally achieved it, I changed my entire strategy because I realized I was getting in my head. So I just went out and created it like a workout because I knew I could push myself in smaller increments than looking at it in full miles. Do you guys see how I did that? Every single time I failed, I learned from it and I continued going towards the path of success. That's what's going to get you to where you need to go. That's where you're going to get. That's how you're going to get there. So here's to becoming the victor instead of the victim. Because the only way we become the victor is by not playing the victim. Oh, well, you know, my body's just not made to do this. Or, oh, the conditions just suck. It's never going to work or this or that. or What the fuck ever? Who the fuck cares? There's people all day literally getting records and hitting their goals in the most unfair, like the un- most unfavorable conditions, right? So here's to making the best out of shitty situations. Y'all, you can make the best out of those situations. You just have to have an optimistic mindset. Here's to finding solutions instead of excuses. How can you go into this finding a solution instead of an excuse? I always say you can only find one and it's all that you're looking for. So you're either looking for solutions or you're looking for excuses. You can't do both, right? So on that last race, I could have made all the excuses in the book, right? But I did it. So I just found solutions. Here's to relying on discipline instead of motivation. You've got to be disciplined in your approach to your goal. Because motivation is not always going to be there, especially when you've missed your goal a few times. Here's to building confidence by keeping your word to yourself. No matter how much you don't want to do it, no matter how much you feel like such a failure because you keep missing this damn goal, the only way you build confidence is by keeping your word to yourself. And that's the only way you build discipline, which is the only way you get your success. Here's to choosing the hard that'll bless us instead of the one that'll destroy us. Y'all, there's always a hard. It's hard not hitting your goals. But you know what? It's also hard living in a life where you don't have any goals. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have missed goals or just living through life with no goals at all? Here's to taking time for us so we can give to our family the best of us, not the rest of us. Remember every single time you go after these things and you really focus on building yourself as a human, you're giving your family the best of you, not the rest of you. 
Y'all, let's keep fighting for that future us. That future us that's counting on us and the past us who did everything she could to get here, to start again. You matter. Your goals matter. Your dreams matter. And no matter how many times you miss them, as long as you're reevaluating and you're getting back up, you will eventually hit them. You will eventually get there. And I hope my story right here shows you just how possible it is for you as well. So what's next in the land of Allie? Um, Right now I'm soaking it in. And then I will be starting marathon training because I have a fall marathon, even though I always said I was only going to do one a year. Um, I have a fall marathon in Indianapolis in October. So marathon training is about to start. And I'll be going after a 13.1, so a half marathon PR in August. So, you know, most people don't try to go after PRs in August, but I'm not most people. And I don't want to have results like most people or successes like most people. So I'm going for it. Um, I don't know why. I like right. Everybody keeps asking, like, Allie, are you excited for marathon training? I'll let you know when my big toenail grows back because um, I'm still missing that one from my last marathon. And that was uh, March April, May, June, July. That was like four months ago. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to figure it out. But anyways, I hope this episode was, you know, inspiring or motivational or hell. I really just hope this made you not feel so alone when you miss goals and let you see what the power of resilience can be and how if you, as long as you keep getting back up and you keep fighting, you will eventually get there. Um, even if it doesn't feel like it at that moment. So anyways, if this episode was helpful, if you enjoyed it, do me a solid, please, and go share it on your Instagram stories and tag at Allie Griffith. And please, please, please go over to Apple and leave us a five star and a review. It really helps the podcast grow. And I just love getting to hear what you guys think of this podcast. So anyways, I'm going to leave you like I leave you every single time in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. I love y'all and I'll see you next week.